You're listening to the Ion New York podcast for the week of November 19th, 2018. I'm Robert Harding, the Citizen's Political Reporter, and this podcast is presented by The Citizen. Uh, on the weekly uh, schedule uh, post-election here, so it's uh, going to be the norm at least for the rest of the year, uh, beginning in 2019. We'll see how things go. Uh, there's certainly going to be a lot happening uh, at the state government level, at the federal government level, uh, and so we may get back into a daily rotation. Uh, plus, there's you know interview opportunities and things that arise that uh, uh, just make this podcast more of a daily, at least Monday through Friday, uh, necessity. Uh, and uh, uh, I think it's uh, better in that format. But uh, given that it's kind of the we've reached that end of the year lull, you know we've got the holidays, of course, this week. Uh, Thanksgiving, uh, and then we get into uh, the Christmas season, Hanukkah season. Uh, so uh, it'll be uh, it'll be kind of a quiet time uh, for the most part, uh, just kind of gearing up for 2019. And so we'll do you know we'll do some podcasts. Uh, uh, there'll certainly be one every week, but uh, there'll be some special podcasts mixed in, uh, including kind of an end of the year. Uh, wrap up uh, looking back on on 2018. So uh, looking forward to that. But uh, for for this week, uh, wanted to focus on uh, a couple of uh, news items uh, f- uh, from last week. Uh, first, uh, the 22nd congressional district race is still undecided. Although we should get an answer this week uh, as to who uh, won that contest. It's looking. Uh, like that, like the winner will be uh, Democratic challenger Anthony Brindisi. Uh, he now holds a 3,098 vote lead over Congresswoman Claudia Tenney, the Republican uh, incumbent uh, in the 22nd district race. Uh, he, uh, Brindisi padded his lead after five of the eight counties in New York 22 counted uh, their absentees uh, over the last week or so. Uh, and uh, among those, uh, Broome County, uh, which went for Brindisi uh, in a strong way on election night, uh, that trend continued uh, in the absentees. Brindisi picked up uh, 2,959 votes there uh, to, to Tenney's 1,640, uh, so that gave him a little bit more of a cushion. Uh, but it's uh, noteworthy that in other counties, including counties that Tenney won on election night, uh, Brindisi either performed pretty well on the absentees or actually won uh, the absentees. Uh, an example of this being Madison County, uh, while Tenney won there on election night by uh, just kind of eyeballing in it, say uh, 800 votes, a little over 800 votes, uh, Brindisi received more absentees there. In fact, 300 more, uh, over 300 more. Uh, absentee votes than Tenney. Uh, the the tally on that was 1,063 to 739. So uh, Brindisi looks like he's got the inside track to win. Uh, this week uh, we should get answers from uh, Shenango, Oneida, and Tioga counties about uh, what their absentee counts are. Uh, of course the big prize there being Oneida County, uh, the home base of both candidates. Uh, for uh, on election night, Brindisi won Oneida County uh, with 38,263 votes to Tenney's 37,307. Uh, been hearing reports that 
the trend that trend uh, uh, isn't going to change. Uh, that uh, Tenney's not going to come up with an overwhelming number of votes uh, in uh, in Oneida County to overcome uh, the uh, t- the deficit that she finds herself in now. Uh, so it appears likely uh, that Brindisi will be the winner uh, by the end of the week. Uh, the the hope is, uh, at least at last check, was that Oneida County would be done counting uh, before uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Uh, th- this is a brought up brought back some memories of the 2010 race uh, for me. Uh, it was the first uh, congr- one of the first congressional races I covered uh, uh, back in 2010. The race between then Congressman Dan Maffei, a Democrat, uh, and Republican challenger Anne Marie Burkle. Uh, the 25th district race is uh, the 25th congressional district at the time uh, was made up of a lot of the areas you find in the in, in New York 24, uh, the district I talk mainly about these days, uh, which uh, now consists of all of Onondaga and Cuga counties and all of Wayne County and then kind of a sliver of uh, Oswego County, uh, about half the county, uh, the western half of the county anyway. Um, but then, uh, back in 2010, the district was a little bit different. Uh, while Onondaga County was in there, only a, only the northern portion of Cuga County uh, was in the district. Uh, Wayne County was in there, and then it extended into eastern Monroe County. Uh, there were uh, there was a portion of the county there, and so uh, after the election night results, it was too close to call. Uh, Burkle had a had a slight lead. It uh, wasn't a huge lead. We're talking hundreds of votes uh, at that point, uh, and we had to await the absentee count um, uh, from the, from the four counties. And at the end of it, and it was all this was all decided the week of Thanksgiving. So eight years ago this week, uh, we were waiting on this, and uh, I remember uh, learning that. Um, uh, that Burkle was the winner. The absentee counts uh, were finished. Burkle came out on top. Uh, she won by 648 votes. Uh, she held a press conference uh, at her office uh, on Erie Boulevard East, uh, and I remember uh, she, she announced it, and I had about an hour to get there uh, from uh, from Auburn. So uh, got there uh uh, with with little time to spare and uh, just in time uh, for the for the start of it, and so uh, that was quite a quite a moment. And then uh, right after that was Thanksgiving, so so it was kind of a hectic week. But um, uh, but that's that's what this reminds me of. New York twenty two is that it'll it'll come down to this week a uh, little bit, certainly a wider margin uh, in this in this case. Um, you know, with five of the eight counties already reporting. Uh, absentees and Brindisi up by uh, over 3,000 votes at the moment. Uh, it appears unlikely that Tenney will be able to uh, uh, make up uh, the difference. Uh, I believe at last check she needs to win around 78 to 80 percent of the remaining absentee ballots uh, to win, uh, which, you know, uh, is, it, is it possible? Sir, anything's possible. But uh, when you get down to the reality of it and you see how the absentees break out and what parties they come from, uh, in all likelihood, uh, this race is over and Brindisi is the winner. Brindisi's campaign actually put out a statement uh, on Friday, I believe, 
uh, claiming a decisive victory uh, in New York 22. Uh, so uh, uh, we'll see how the counts uh, wind up, but it certainly appears like Brindisi will be the winner uh, in New York 22 uh, and will be representing the district uh, beginning in January. Uh, shifting to uh, the last topic for today, uh, and then I'll get into some uh, a couple of other things, a couple other points I wanted to discuss uh, related to the podcast anyway. Uh, the Senate Republican le- leadership vote was Friday. Uh, the 21 returning members, uh, the 21 members who will be back uh, in January, plus the two newcomers, including uh, state senator-elect, or at least... Uh, uh, you know, the, again, waiting on absentees in the 50th district race, but it'll appear, it appears uh, Bob Antonacci uh, will be the state senator-elect. Uh, he was one of the 23 uh, Republicans who got to vote uh, for who will be Senate Minority Leader come January. Uh, Republicans had a choice between the current party leader, uh, John Flanagan, he's the current Senate Min- Majority Leader, uh, or uh, Kathy Young, an upstate senator. She represents a portion of the Southern Tier. Actually, uh, like myself, uh, attended uh, SUNY Fredonia. Uh, uh, she's, uh, uh, re- uh, she's from Olean. She represents uh, uh, kind of a portion of uh, Western New York uh, in the Southern Tier. Uh, and uh, so th- uh, they were the two candidates uh, Republicans had to choose from, and there was a split. Uh, the final vote was 14 to 9 in Flanagan's favor. Uh, Young picked up uh, uh, support. Uh, all, all of those who supported her were from upstate, but some upstate senators did break away and support Flanagan. Uh, Antonacci was one of them. Uh, State Senator Jim Seward was another. Uh, Jim Seward, uh, I spoke to him uh, recently within the last couple weeks uh, post-election. Uh, and he, you know, made it a point that he di- he didn't believe that Flanagan, uh, that it was Flanagan's fault that they lost so so many seats. He he called it a suma- tsunami, you know, referring to the a reference to the blue wave that uh, Democrats uh, won control of the state senate because it was uh, a year that was good for them and not because of you know any failings on Flanagan's part. He didn't hold Flanagan responsible uh, for the losses uh, Republicans suffered. Uh, on election night, uh, or sustained on election night, and uh, now it appears anyway that Democrats will hold 40 of the 63 seats uh, in the state Senate come January. Uh, so it'll be a different makeup. Uh, it you know goes from Republican majority to Democratic majority, uh, and certainly could change uh, the outcome of uh, a lot of different uh, bills uh, that uh, Governor Cuomo. Uh, has been pushing for for some years uh, that the Assembly Democrats have been pushing for uh, for years now. Uh, things that have been talked about uh, include early voting. You know, this has been something that uh, 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 Democrats have pushed for, but uh, really uh, not a lot of love there f- uh, from the state Senate Republicans for it. Uh, now states and Democrats will be in charge, and uh, that's likely to go through. Uh, Cuomovian had, uh, I think, a line item in the budget last year that, um, you know, giving some money to help fund uh, early voting at the local level. Uh, so uh, that's something that we could see, among other things. You know, there's a lot of uh, single-payer health care is a big one. Uh, there's a bill 
at the at the state level that would create a statewide uh, single payer health care system. Uh, there's there have been critics of this. Uh, there have been different reports out there talking about the price tag of it, and even Governor Cuomo has expressed uh, some skepticism about whether that will actually come to fruition. Uh, but there are certainly other uh, democratic priorities that uh, could and will uh, cross the finish line, uh, you know, beginning next year. Uh, certainly, electoral reforms, voting reforms are a big one. Um, there were some voting issues down in New York City. Uh, that's certainly uh, going to be a priority this year. You look at uh, the subway system uh, down in New York City. Uh, I, I think it's fair to say that's going to be a bigger priority uh, come 2019. Uh, and then, you know, there's different bills out there that have been, uh, you know, kind of uh, held up uh, in, a, in a Republican state Senate. The Child Victims Act, for example, which uh, uh, would increase the statute of limitations for uh, child sex abuse uh, cases, uh, whether criminal or civil, uh, that bill uh, could uh, could pass uh, with the with the Democratic state legislature. So uh, a lot there uh, for Democrats to to tackle. Uh, but on the Republican side, uh, they still had to address the leadership situation, uh, and they decided to maintain the status quo. They believe that Flanagan, uh, the, those who supported him anyway, uh, they believe that Flanagan is the best option uh, to carry them forward. Uh, Flanagan, of course, became. Uh, GOP leader back in 2015 after Dean Skelos and his legal woes and he stepped aside. Uh, Flanagan uh, became leader and actually beat out at the time uh, State Senator John DeFrancisco, uh, who's of course retiring at the end of this year. So uh, so it'll be a different year for sure, uh, certainly for, for Democrats uh, having the ability to you know pass some of their uh, uh, some of the bills that they've been uh, advocating for for many years. And uh, on the Republican side as well, uh, they haven't been in the minority since uh, 2010, uh, so this will be uh, uh, certainly a different environment uh, for them to operate in. And uh, certainly, you know, as I've written about before, uh, I wrote a story on this uh, within the last couple weeks. Uh, for those of us here in Cuga County, we have five state legislators, and all of them now will be in the minority. Uh, first time that that's happened. First time that the county hasn't had. Uh, majority, uh, a representative in the majority uh, of the state legislature in any of the, whether it's the Assembly or the Senate, uh, since the mid-30s. Uh, so it's been that long uh, since the uh, since the county has gone without uh, majority representation. So uh, that'll be interesting to see how that impacts uh, Cuga County, how it impacts the city of Auburn, uh, and, and certainly the nine school districts. Uh, uh, that are part of the Cuga Onondaga Bosi system, seven of which are located entirely within uh, Cuga County. So uh, that'll do it from for the topics. A couple of podcast-related items I wanted to mention. I will have a special uh, Thanksgiving uh, episode uh, this week. Uh, something that's personal to me, uh, and wanted wanted to do this. The idea came to me over the weekend. Uh, I'm hoping to pull it off, uh, and uh, but I, I will have a special Thanksgiving episode, and, and you'll see why, uh, or at least you'll hear why, uh, come Thursday. Uh, and then uh, going forward, uh, you know, as I mentioned, you know, at the top, 
the plan is to do uh, maybe come 2019 do do a daily podcast again. Uh, there will be some uh, special podcasts in between there, uh, and um, you know some interviews and and uh, reflections. One interview I hope to get uh, before uh, before we close out the year uh, is uh, uh, well actually a couple interviews uh, with some of our new. Uh, members-elect, whether it's uh, State Senator uh, Bob Antonacci uh, or State Senator-elect Bob Antonacci, uh, State Assemblyman-elect Brian Mengtelo, and uh, want to get a, a kind of looking back and looking ahead interview uh, with Congressman Kako as well. Uh, so we'll, uh, we'll see if we can get those. But uh, for now, I'll wrap it up there. Uh, as I mentioned, there will be a special uh, Thanksgiving episode, uh, but you know, that may drop either Thursday or Friday. Uh, so uh, I wish you and yours a happy Thanksgiving. I hope it's a great holiday. Don't eat too much, uh, but do watch a lot of football. I know that I'll be doing plenty of both uh, on Thursday. Uh, enjoy the holiday, travel safe, and I'll talk to you next week.